This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Brought to you by Mighty Taco. Mighty Taco would go great right about now. By Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. And by Dent Neurologic Institute. Developing solutions to neurological problems faced in our community. Good morning and welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiuri, along with Frank Wolf, Roger Weiss, Derek Wrangler from the Niagara Gazette, and we also have Pete Hudecki, head coach, St. Joe's Lacrosse. We're going to get some lacrosse talk in today, a little update on softball, baseball. Derek's going to talk about one heck of a game out of Louport that uh, I think you're going to find interesting. Hi, guys. Morning. Morning, y'all. Look who's, look who's back on the board, Tony. Hey, Nate. My buddy Nate Gary's back. back producing. <laughs> we got the crew the in the studio. Of Frontier. There you go. All right, news and notes, guys. Uh, I'm going to start it off with uh, uh, Sam Watts. Uh, you guys are familiar with Sam. He does the special teams uh, clinics and, and camps around not only Western York but around the country. And uh, May the 12th, he's got a special teams camp at All High Stadium coming up at. Uh, is coming up soon. It'll be free to attend for inner city coaches and their snappers, returners, punters, kickers, and holders. Uh, from 8th to 12th graders to register, go to specialteamsacademy.com. That's specialteamsacademy.com. Tony, a couple shout outs today uh, to start the show with. I want to give a shout out to the Maritime baseball team on their first ever Section Six uh, postseason win. They defeated Chautauqua Lake Friday ten to three. So, congrats to Coach Jeff Helmbreck and his boys. It was all his coaching. That's what I'm hearing. It had to be. Had to be. It had to be. I want, also want to give a shout out to a good friend of the program who's been hung up a, this past week, Dennis Arrow. Uh, we're thinking about you. He's been in and out of the hospital. I believe he's still in the hospital. He um, hopes to get out today, from what I understand. Okay. Is it going to be a jailbreak? Is he going to make an escape? <laughs> we may. Me and Roger are heading over there later to get him out of there. Uh, but shout out to him. I know you're uh, you're not feeling the greatest, but we're thinking about you. Get He's well, an Dennis. Integral part of uh, of uh, Western New York high school sports. Um, out at Will North today, they have the Amanda Stockman Memorial JV Play Day. It's to help raise suicide awareness. They've got T-shirts being sold. There's a basket auction and some high-quality softball games going on, to say the least. Uh, I want to thank Missy Hufford for sending me that uh, on our Facebook page. Uh, a couple of uh, fundraising events for Wilson. The uh, Out at the Wilson Fire Company, there's a benefit to help raise money for the Wilson Girls Hoops team. Brian Bake sent that to me. That's from 11 a.m. to 2. Head on out to the Wilson Fire Department. Uh, so you can get your car washed or truck. And we're going to be swinging through that area a little later today, so I might just do that. We need to wash bad. Uh, they're also having their skills clinic tomorrow uh, out at the school, 10 bucks. 
that Wilson Girls Skills Clinic. You can see more information on that on our Facebook page. Happy birthday this past week to Bill Pavone. Chili Billy. Chili Billy. Yeah, he runs the uh, Girls Fed Hockey website. He celebrated birthday this week. He was also the first ever Dr. James Rusin Award winner for his dedication to girls hockey in the area. Shout out to him. Uh, a lot of progress being made out at Will East, Will South, and Kenmore West and uh, Sparky Field. Those projects are coming along nicely. That press box looks really nice at Crosby Field, Roger. I know you had a question about that a couple weeks ago. I drove by there, and it's out at Crosby, it's really come together nicely from the bleacher standpoint. But the field at Ken West, they got the dirt down. It's come along really nice, and hopefully that will be ready to go next year, uh, next fall. But that looked really good. I, I don't know where you're going today to check out those softball games, but if you get a chance to get through Kenmore, or one of those Will Williamsville fields. Check it out. There's, I mean, it's really something special. Um, that's. I, I know I have other announcements, uh, Tony, <laughs> we'll but get to it. I'm I'm confused. Raj. Well, to start off, uh, you know, today's the second leg of the Triple Crown. So yeah, baby. Up until today, there still has a chance of being a Triple Crown winner. Will it last another three weeks? We don't know, but you know. We had my old Kentucky home a couple weeks ago. Today we have Maryland, my Maryland. Anyway, speaking of Wilson, uh, center court, you'll be happy to know they've already, well, this is girls' basketball, but it's close enough for you. Less than 180 days till basketball season. And I know, uh, you know, Brian from uh, Wilson's already putting up his good vibrations. He's got the four-game schedule for December 9th. Uh, that's kicking off uh, the uh, girls' basketball season. That'll be the start of us picking our all-Western New York girls' team next uh, spring. Does that guy sleep? I mean, every single day that guy not eats, during, and sleeps uh, basketball. Not during basketball season. And, boy, you put some mileage on. Uh, I'm just wondering, uh, anybody from up north know how that Wilson Boathouse is uh, making out with all the... Uh, Erosion and whatever that's going on. I haven't heard anything about that, so I hope that's still standing tall. Uh, Center Court has a direct connection there. That's why I bring that up. Well, did you see the uh, showcase that Brian uh, put up as far as the games go? Mm -hmm. Very impressive. We're talking Williamsville North against Sacred Heart, Mount Mercy against Lancaster, Cleve Hill will take on Nichols, and Wilson will play Narden. It's basically a Niagara County version of the girls, Catholic versus section six schools so it's a good quadruple adder uh hey uh how about hats off to uh sunny albany uh connor fields did you hear what he pulled this week playing for sunny albany in lacrosse all they did was knock off north carolina in lacrosse and they're going to what quarterfinals i believe but pete wasn't a lot of talk about north carolina being underachievers this year and uh you know a lot of disappointment in in their year thought that they should have been a lot better yeah especially after last year's championship you know people had high hopes for them but you know as you watch them play their games you know they were kind of a heckling you know you never really knew who you're going to get you're going to get the good unc or the bad one right and also uh SUNY Albany girls softball team, they lost the first game of a double elimination tournament to Alabama. No surprise. Alabama being the 16th, one of the top 16 teams got to host the uh, one of the many sub-regionals. And uh, they lost the game 5-1, to one, and Orchard Park Shea Switek got the only RBI for Albany State. Oh, wow. Or, I mean, excuse me, SUNY, Sunny Albany. Uh, 
I mentioned Ali Kasperzak from uh, East Aurora a week ago, closing in on the East Aurora record. You know, she's uh, averaging like 10 goals a game or some ridiculous thing. She did break the uh, Orchard Park uh, uh, career record with her 136th goal earlier this week. And in doing that, not only did she uh, pass the uh, record holder, which was Katie Richter from 2010, and obviously she passed our friend uh, uh, Samantha Youngman, who was in the studio talking girls mm-hmm. across a while back. Uh, finally, I want to mention three individuals. They put the scholar athletes out this week in the Buffalo News, not in the sports section. Or, excuse me, scholar award winners. And I want to recognize three of them because they are also all Western New York athletes. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Claire Wanzer, uh, all Western New York first team basketball, led Amherst to the uh, uh, Class A girls championship in basketball. She's salutatorian of her class as well. Uh, the uh, Chad Polka from Canisius, is that name familiar? All Western New York in volleyball. Now, they didn't come out and say salutatorian, but he was listed as top three, and he was listed in the middle, so I'm assuming he has the equivalent. Anyway, he was one of the top three at Canisius. And finally, uh, the the girl from Narden, and her name escapes me right now, I mean, uh, Ori... Danielle Ori, I believe. I hope I got the right Ori because she has a twin sister as well. She was valedictorian of her class. So uh, it's a myth now that uh, academics and athletics do not mix. Uh, if you have the athletic ability, you can still, if you uh, concentrate in the classroom, you could succeed there as well. Absolutely. A shout out to Kendall Mariocker of Iroquois. He was named the number one ranked seventh grade hurdler in the country. That's outstanding. Out of Iroquois. Seventh oh. grade. How do you get over the hurdles if you're only a seventh grader? What, do you go under them? Well, his mom was a track star uh, <laughs> at uh, Lancaster, so there's no surprise there. And Morgan Mariocker, if you remember, uh, when we had him on the program, he's transferred to Buff State. He'll be playing for the Bengals this fall. Oh, good. Glad to have him right closer to home. Hey, Tony, also I wanted to give a shout-out to Don Prince. He decided to go to West Virginia. He posted that on our Facebook page. Shout out to him. And then, of course, Pat Veltri, the senior from St. Joe's, yes. who's been a guest on our show a number of times mm-hmm. and contributes to our site, WNY Athletics. Great kid. Graduating this past week. <laughs> Seeing him go across the stage was, if, if that doesn't get you going, I don't know what else will, but check out that video his dad posted and a lot of friends. That was a great moment for Patrick, and congrats to you, my man. Yeah, Patrick's a great kid. He, uh, he actually helped us out during lacrosse season as well. So we counted him as one of our seniors when we had senior day. Pat's a, you know, he's just a phenomenal young man. Love that St. Joe's, absolutely. And he's going to Canisius. Outs- oh, well, we were home. <laughs> it, had be, it, had be, it had to be the money. Uh, us Niagara grads will not hold that against them. So, you know. And I say that because uh, Dr. Hudecki wouldn't be happy with that. Dr. Hudecki is also a Niagara grad as well. So I'm in good com- better company than usual today. All right. Do you guys have anything else before we move on? Uh, yeah, I got something, Tony. Okay. Uh, so the uh, NCCC, 
uh, baseball. They just by BDCC. Yeah, they just BDCC. Um, and so they're right now uh, NCCC. They're the defending champion in the in the region. Uh, you know, they've gone to the uh, Junior College World Series for you know a couple of years now, mm-hmm. and uh, so they are currently ranked number two in NJCAA Division Three, uh, and they'll face Genesee Community College today. Um, at 3:30, and the winner of that advances to the double elimination to the final, the double double elimination tournament um, to get back to the uh, uh, junior college world series. So, so impressive! It's so yeah. impressive. And it's, you know, you know, it's great because like they, I mean, they're they're loaded with talent. Uh, Major league prospect Christian Young struck out 11 batters yesterday um, through five innings, and then uh, they have uh, David. Liskawa going today. He's seven and one with a one hundred three ERA. Um, you know, and then you know, on top of that, they have these these guys from that are, that are local. I mean, uh, Casey Guerrero, who was my uh, Gazette Player of the Year last year, is hitting really really well for them. Um, you know, he started an eighth inning rally yesterday with a leadoff triple. Um, and then uh, Justin Byer, who uh, in his junior year, uh, so two years ago. Uh, three years ago, two years ago, was uh, was also a Gazette Player of the Year, um, and he uh, came in in relief and got the win yesterday. So uh, you know th- that that team is really really good, and it's got some 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 great young players or some great local players on on that team as well. Makes kids want to go there to play. I mean, you have a yeah. successful program it's, like honestly, that. Honestly, it's it's pretty incredible. Uh, Mike Myler, the sports editor at, at the Gazette, and I were talking yesterday about how I mean, there's. If you look at the roster, I mean, a lot of these guys are going from 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 NCCC to Division One programs, a, a ton of them, and even I mean, uh, Christian Young got drafted last year, um, but you know he came back because he wants to go and uh, uh, you, you know either get drafted higher or or uh, or you, you go know, back get, get to a better get to a better college. So right. I mean, it's it, uh, you know the coach over there, uh, Matt Klinger Smith, is really he's got a great great program, a great pitching program. First of all, I mean their their starters are are solid, and then on top of it, I mean they they got. They they attract all these young hitters as well because you know everybody's uh, I mean they're successful so that the, the, they really got a great program there. The beautiful thing about uh, about this is that you're now seeing that there's more than one way to get to Division One. You know maybe uh, your grades uh, kept you back a little bit and now you get into an N Triple C. It gives you a chance to get your grades. It's, it's honestly a no brainer. It's, yeah. mulli- it's a mulligan to get to the uh, yeah. Uh, like you say, Division One. If you go out there and you uh, perform for two years and you're good, they'll find out about you. Yep, you it's know. the same thing with Scott Pilkey's doing with the ECC football team. They're, this is how you're getting, uh, you know, recognition. You, you build programs like this. This is fantastic. And Not no to mention the number of local kids that get two more years of football, even if they don't advance to the desired level. Uh, speaking of NCC. Uh, how about those uh, two Hall of Famers that threw out the uh, first pitch at the Biden game the other night? One being, of course, Tim Raines, mainly of the uh, Montreal Expos in days of or and the other, the late or the great Doctor Nate Butel, Nasty Nate. <laughs> oh boy, I tell you what, he comes. He looks like he was coming around sidearm. I wouldn't want to bet right-handed against him, man. Did the ball break when he threw it? Uh, I hope he throws a breaking ball because those fastballs, you know, especially when the weather is kind of chilly. And I don't know if the weather was good enough that he would actually dress properly because uh, Nate's been known to wear... Uh, He'll wear shorts in December. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, he does at the Star Point football games in, uh, well, November. I haven't played in December lately. But, well, uh, that that's, goes back to that unofficial rule. If you coach football, you have to wear shorts when it's oh. cold out. <laughs> 
You know, it's very interesting, though, just, just the show. you got Derek over here in his Yankee cap, you in your Red Sox shirt, and both of you guys get along really well. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's okay. That's because his team's better this year. <laughs> his team's fantastic this year. You know, my wife was ready to give up on the Yankees after the first day. I'm like, will you calm down? You know, the, like, the first week was a little rough, and then it just completely flipped on him. So, you know, it's, it, it's, it's been okay over here. The judge is getting things done for you guys. Yeah, all rise. All rise for the judge. Outstanding. All right, let's get into talking some baseball while we're here. And uh, Derek, we're t- uh, off the air talking. You have to mention the Luport game and a uh, young man by uh, Matt Carden. Yeah, Matt Carden uh, f- from Luport. Uh, you know, pitched a uh, a really great game for Luport, but but really the uh, uh, you know burying the lead here is Ken East's uh, uh, Ryan Williams pitched an incredible game. He pitched a uh, he, he was perfect through four. Um, and then he walked two guys in the fifth, so he had a no hitter through five, and then uh, uh, allowed one hit in the sixth, and then and then Lupo ended up scoring three there, and that was it. So he 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 threw a one hitter and lost the oh, poor guy. Man, um, but sorry, uh, Coach Simon. Yeah, you know, in the, he, he, both of these guys pitched great. It was a really great pitcher's duel. Uh, you know, Matt Carden had a, his breaking ball was really working for him. He was able to throw it in fastball counts, which was you know it, it helps tremendously. Really kept the Kenny's batters off. He's off, a right base. He is, yeah. Um, and then uh, you know I think I think uh, Ken East only had like like four hits in this game. So I mean it was a, a you know a great pitcher's duel and uh, Luport played great defense. Uh, there was one error uh, for Luport and Carden ended up bailing bailing his, his team out. Uh, you know they were helping him all game, so he helped him out the one time that that they that they had an error. They Ken East had runners on the corners of two outs and uh, Carden did the old third to first. Uh, uh, you know when you when you step towards third pickoff move and the guy from first ran to second and they tagged him out at second to to get out of a jam there. Wow. Um, you so mean that it was actually big. works every now and then. Hey, I mean it it, it worked out. It, that he you know he they they ran into perfection and that uh, you know that, that kept the run off the board there. Um, and then uh, in the in the sixth, um, uh, Luport got a run around with a uh, from via an error um, and then moved him to third on a pass ball and then uh, their leadoff batter right man at the right time Dawson Bailey who is an, an NU commit Niagara University is going to be going there um, and uh, you know senior works hard great guy to have in that situation he had an RBI single only hit of the game and it was you know they ended up they ended up winning uh, you know that was all they needed it's, it's interesting you mentioned N trip a few uh, in the last time uh, what I got to say is with UB cutting that baseball program and trip and ECC are going to make out like bandits. Oh, they yes, should me. probably. Well, and I mean, even if they want to stay home, yeah. The uh, the interesting. I was talking to Dawson Bailey yesterday about uh, you know how how he's gonna he's 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 come up through the Junior Thunderwolves program and everything, and now he's being able to stay basically right at home uh, in Lewiston to be able to play at Niagara University next year. And he's like, you know, the best part is is I get to play with a bunch of guys that I grew up playing with. And you is gonna have him, Matt Grace from Niagara Falls, uh, Ben Serrano and Kyle Laplante from Kenmore West are going there as well. So all Serrano, you know, all four of these guys that are local are gonna be playing at NU next year. Gurin uh, from, uh, I believe it's Niagara Wheatfield. Is he a senior? Gurin's from Niagara Wheatfield. He uh, is a, uh, it's his first year at NCCC. Oh, okay, it, okay, my bad. I apologize. I don't know if it happened at Niagara Falls or Grand Island, but Serrano, I believe, had a Grand Slam opposite field just this past week. Went three for three for Kenmore West. He's the kid you just mentioned. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I do remember you saying that. I don't, I don't know where that was. I wasn't at that, but yeah, no, I, he's... You know, special player too. Mm-hmm. Well, some other of the games that have gone on, I don't have a complete listing, but Wheatfield uh, beating Frontier. Wheatfield beat Frontier yesterday in a, in a double A pre quarter final. So uh, they're, they're moving on, but now they have to play uh, Lancaster, which is going to be a little tough for them. Ooh. You think? <laughs> 
Isn't Lancaster, what, number one seed? Yeah, they're a top seed in double-A right now. Uh, Grand Island beating North Tonawanda. And Grand Island's really, well, they had a great program there. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, in Grand Island, the the the, uh, uh, the bracket really worked out well for them, I feel. You know, they, they were able to play North Tonawanda, and they, they, you know, they handled, handled them pretty well. And now they got Will South, who at the end of the season, uh, in a non-league game, they won 13-5 to in that game. Um, and uh, they actually, uh, their Grand Island's ace, Bryce Jelinek, was able to get out uh, of the game with only 86 pitches, so he can actually pitch in that game against Will South in any capacity needed. Um, or they can line him up for Will East in the in the uh, A1 final, which is, I mean, Will East is going to be really tough. I mean, Will South is going to be tough, too. They're going to have to get past that right. first, obviously, which is great that they have Jelinek available just in case. The game that I uh, was looking forward to, uh, you had Fredonia edging Wilson 2-1. to one. Yeah. I mean, you're talking, you know, Fredonia, I, I can't say enough about that program. I mean, that was uh, that, that was a... Uh, a a rematch of last year's uh, B two final. Uh, Wilson, you know, uh, made a great run last year to make it to the B two final, and they played Fredonia. And I think it was a close game in that one too. Um, and in this one, you know, uh, it, it, it I like I was saying with how the bracket really worked out for Grand Island in A one, it was kind of tough the way that it worked out for Wilson because you know they had to they had to they were a six seed they had to have a play in game so they won and then. Then they had to play Fredonia, which, I mean, Fredonia is a tough three seed. Um, so, uh, you know, but John Bender from Wilson, who pitched a perfect game earlier this year, uh, incredible. Well, incredible they were worried about him at Fredonia. Yeah, and uh, so he, he pitched a great game against Fredonia, but, you know, they just, uh, Wilson couldn't uh, couldn't get enough uh, runs behind him to uh, to win it, so they lost 2-1. to one. All right, guys, let's take a break. When we come back, and we'll get into some lacrosse talk with Peter Hudecki, head coach of St. Joe's. We'll have all of that and more. You're listening to Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back listening to Inside High School Sports. Tony Kellinger, Frank Wolf, Roger Weiss, Derek Wangler, and Peter Hideki, head coach of St. Joe's Boys Lacrosse Team. Uh, Raj, you have some uh, softball information before because yeah, I, I know you guys mention, split. Uh, at 11 o'clock, the uh, quarterfinals uh, of the Monsignor Martin girls are taking place at Sunshine Park. Uh, six teams, uh, Mount, or excuse me, St. Mary's of Lancaster, and uh, Mount Mercy are the one and two seeds, so they drew buys, and they're waiting for the winners today. Two games that start at 11 o'clock at Sunshine Park in West Seneca. And so if you people will forgive me, I'm going to play hooky for the third segment and leave after the second segment so I can get out to West Seneca. You're excused. You'll be excused. It's okay. Oh, at least you didn't say, gee, can't, don't you think you should leave now? <laughs> Where's your note? <laughs> I thought you were sneaking out to get a garbage plate or something like that, but okay, that's legitimate. It's a couple of weeks away when they have the uh, Far West Regional in Rochester for the big schools. <laughs> Look at how happy he gets. <laughs> uh, let's see, Frank, update us on uh, Ma- girls lacrosse. Okay, from Monsignor Martins, I can get to that for you, Tony. Um, the uh, final regular season standings, Mount St. Mary's finished 9-1, and one, Sacred Heart right behind them at 8-2. and two. Uh, g- they gave Mount St. Mary's their only loss this year. Earlier, we had the Sacred Heart coach in there, and she was pumped for their that rivalry there. They had never beaten them, but this year they did get the job done. Mount Mercy finished at seven and three, and then Buff Sem at four and seven captured that fourth and final playoff spot. Narden, St. Mary's, and Immaculata were eliminated for postseason competition. Now, this Tuesday, the semifinals will be held at Canisius College. 
4.30 pits Mount St. Mary's versus Buff Sem. And at 7.30, Sacred Heart will take on Mount Mercy, with the championship being Thursday, 4.30, also at Canisius College. It's a $5 admission to get in. Um, I would, uh, You should expect Mount St. Mary's and Sacred Heart to move on for a nice rematch. I know a lot of the, uh, a lot of the so-called experts out there are predicting that to happen. So-called experts. There are no experts. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Well, no, that uh, would be good, though. They split the uh, regular season, and uh, this would be the rubber match. Absolutely. Uh, Mount St. Mary's, they finished with 114 goals for Sacred Heart, 116. But the Mount only gave up 47, uh, where Sacred Heart gave up 67 goals on the season. Uh, I believe her name is Megan. Scored her 100th goal for Mount St. Mary's early in the year. She's obviously a player to watch. There. Basketball player, athlete. Yeah. Absolutely. How are we with uh, Section 6 girls uh, lacrosse? In Class A, Frontier, our good uh, friend Coach Maslinski, who was unavailable to make it in today. He's out there doing his uh, his father thing. Uh, Frontier finished a perfect 15-0. and 0. And that's impressive. Really. Yeah, when you consider that, that you have Lancaster in there, yeah, Lancaster yeah, that's serious. And Lancaster finished 11-4. and four. Uh, Right behind them in Class A, followed by Orchard Park 8-6, and six, and then Clarence 7-8. and eight. In Class B, Hamburg and West Seneca West had great seasons, 10-6. Uh, and six. And then I believe West Seneca West lost yesterday to Niagara Wheatfield. They fell to ten and four in the season. Niagara Field Niagara Wheatfield right behind them at eight and seven. Will North girls uh finished as right now they're at six and nine. So uh, when do they wrap up and uh go start uh play against uh, Rochester? Uh well the, uh, let's see the the playoffs will probably start Wednesday. That'll probably be the first round. Uh Who's you know of, is today? sectional yeah the the other um uh, when I talked to the Wefield coach yesterday, she said that Monday they're going to go for like a meeting to to, to settle everything. Okay. But it sounds like uh, the the uh, that that Wefield's going to be a three seed. So everybody probably kind of figures that knows where they are. But you know they'll they'll get the, fi- the schedule finalized on Monday. So then probably they'll start Wednesday. Then you- yeah, then they'll start Wednesday. So I mean, usually it's it's like the last week of May, first week of June would be the finals. Um, so probably second week of June maybe would be Saturday, June third, according to the. Uh- uh, Section six website. Uh, as of uh, well, this was back in February. I haven't seen any updates. Saturday, June third, Far West Regionals for the girls at All High Stadium. Saturday, June third, at St. John Fisher, Far West Regionals for the boys. That's two weeks away. It's yeah. amazing how fast the season's gone by. Spr- the, well, the spring season just gets just gets crunched. Yeah, it's just and all so of a sudden short. it's just it's just over. Yeah, and then you're dealing with proms. You have uh, graduation. You have everything, you know, yeah. everything all going on, and uh, you know, it's over. I guess between uh, either all high, and it looks like they might utilize, if necessary, Williamsville North for uh, some of the finals for the uh, boys. Outstanding. Class C girls: Tony Lakeshore, thirteen and two, followed by West Seneca East at thirteen and three. Amherst went ten and five, and then Grand, Grand Island was uh, at uh, five hundred at seven and seven. Uh, a couple of scores and games I, I don't have the finals from yesterday on. Uh, in that C division, Class D, you got East Aurora at 12-2, and two, followed by Eden at 8-6. and six. Outstanding. All right, let's get into boys lacrosse, and we'll start off with Monsignor Martin. Uh, congratulations, Coach. You guys, uh, uh, regular season winners, I should say. Uh, you still have playoffs to go. 
Yeah, um, we were fortunate to go 8-0 in the regular season. But uh, looking forward to Tuesday at 5 o'clock, we'll be playing St. Francis at home. And Nichols will be playing Canisius at Canisius High School out in West Seneca at 5 o'clock, both games, for the uh, semifinals. And then uh, is this just one game elimination and then on to the finals? Then we move, the winners move on to Thursday at Canisius College at 730. It's $5 admission. And uh, it'll be a great facility to have a have a high school game. I'm pretty excited about that. Hoping to get there. Yeah, that is. It's a, a great place to watch. And uh, after you wrap up, you know, Monsignor Martin, do you guys go on to play states? Yeah, there'll be states in Long Island. It'll be uh, hosted at Kellenberg High School, and we're hoping to get there. Uh, the favorite over there is Iona Prep. They're going to be playing Fordham Prep to see who makes it onto the finals. And we've talked before the last time you were on how stout they are out there as far as so whoever wins here is really going to have their hands full. Yeah, you're up for a challenge. You know, you got to play a good game of lacrosse. you got to keep it mistake-free. You know, it's, it's more of a mental game instead of the physical game at that point. So you just got to play smart, do the right thing with the ball, take your time, you know, don't rush things and just, you know, go out and play smart lacrosse. Hopefully at that point of the season that's what you're doing. How do you keep the kids so calm and, and to be able to, to get that mental focus? <laughs> <laughs> the million-dollar question. Yeah, they're high school kids, so it's tough. You know, you know, you got, you know it's sometimes you got to change it up in practice. You know, you can't keep the same thing going on over and over. Um, some people believe, you know, you got to practice, practice, practice. Sometimes you just give them a day off or maybe even two in a row just to get them to, you know, get back and refreshed and relaxed, you know. Um, we're more relaxed now than we used to be back in the like, like you know, you got to get reps, got to get reps. Now it's more like at this point of the season, you should be where you're supposed to be, and now it's just about keeping everyone healthy and keeping them calm, and you know, working it. We're, we actually went back to fundamentals, you know, this whole week of practice. So, for what it was worth, back in the day, John Wooden did that over and over and over again with UCLA. So when they came up with those situations uh, in the games, they could do it in their sleep. So uh, you know. Don't underdo the repetition. Don't overdo it, but don't underdo it either. Uh, how did you guys fare against Pitt Menden a few weeks back? Pittsburgh Menden, we lost fifteen or thirteen to five. Thirteen to five. Seven, so yeah. that should be a indicator because uh, Pitt Menden is one of the better teams in the state. But I don't know how they would fare down in Long Island either. So, like you say, you got to play almost mistake free lacrosse. Yeah, you do. How about uh, Section 6? Where are we now with uh, with the publics? Okay. Again, I would assume that they start playoffs as well on Wednesday. Well, what I have here, and thanks to um, Coach Greenway over at Willie, he sent me this over this morning. Um, on 523 Class C quarterfinals are number 1 Grand Island versus number 8 Luport, number 2 West Seneca East versus number 7 Lakeshore, and then at 7.30, you have number 6, Amherst, versus number 3, Iroquois, at 8 p.m. And at 7 p.m., you have number 5, Will South, against number 4, East Aurora. And those games would be the quarterfinals will be Tuesday, the 24th. The semis will be Thursday, two days later. And then uh, a week later, June 1st on Thursday, at two sites, would that be your finals? And that would be either All High Stadium or tentatively Will North. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. I mean, Will North is excited to get that out there and that new facility. Oh, that is, a, you got to get nice. out there sooner than later. That is a gorgeous facility. If anybody has pictures of it, post it on our Facebook page. We'd love to uh, share it with everyone. 
Just do Inside High School Sports. We'll add you to the page if you're not already a member. And, uh, you know, that's the kind of stuff that we're looking for. And, you know, you look at it this, this year, and we always ask this question, no matter what the sport, there's always teams out there that uh, have come out of nowhere. They, they've exceeded expectations. Anybody meet that, uh, that description for you, Coach? Well, I think it's a lot, you know, there's a lot more parity this year than before, and it's kind of exciting for uh, Class A. It's definitely one of those where, you know, you had Clarence beat Orchard Park earlier on, and then you have Lancaster who pushed to beat Orchard Park and had pretty close games with them. And then, you know, so that those three teams, you know, it's almost anyone's sectionals right there. You well, know, considering at one time it was just Orchard Park and then everybody else was looking up to Orchard Park. Correct. Now it's a little bit tighter. Same with uh, Class B. Um, you have your Hamburg and Niagara Wheatfield, that should be a really good game. Always, They're always there. I think there. that'll be a lot tighter this year than in years previous. Yeah, actually, uh, uh, Coach, Coach Shifford has, uh, has, has talked about how, at Niagara Wheatfield, has talked about how uh, he match, he feels they match up really well uh, with Hamburg this year. And, uh, you know, I mean, they haven't, they haven't beaten Hamburg since the 2011 Class B title game, but they've been to, the, those two have played each other five straight uh, title games. Epic games, yeah, too. great games, and 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 they uh, Hamburg and and Wheatfield played a great game earlier this year where uh, uh, Hamburg ended up winning twelve to eleven. Uh, but Wheatfield had they they were down by like four with three minutes to go, and they went mm-hmm. on a, they scored three straight goals and won the faceoff with like thirty seconds left, and they had the they had the ball for last possession, but then you know Hamburg was able to to get it away from them to to win it. But uh, Wheatfield has some some big strong uh, midfielders this year. Uh, Nate Maloney, Brandon Saveda. Devin Napoleon and those guys, um, you know, really ma- help help them match up well with Hamburg. They actually match up well with Orchard Park this year too. They only lost by a goal to Orchard Park, um, which I mean, Orchard Park usually usually it's just a, uh, a a game for Wheatfield where they try to see what they need to work on and that kind of thing. But yeah, they you know they were they were close with them, so it's it'll be interesting in Class B. Is Wheatfield their same high scoring self that they usually are? I mean, it's one of those programs they find the net. Yeah, they always did. have been. Yeah, absolutely. And then you know, it's a, they, they you know they play a certain type of game where you know it's it's a uh, uh, you know they 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 lock it down on defense so that they can you know go up and and, and play a lot of offense. Obviously, you know they want to have the, have the ball a lot and and you know take their shots. Is that a system <clears throat> a result of a system or the players? I think it's part of the the mix of the box style play that a lot of the kids at Niagara Field play in in the offseason with them also, you know, mixing it into the field play as well. You know, so there's a lot of run and gun where they're just running down the field, one, one or two passes, and they're firing, you know. Wow, so they don't transition. wait. No. You know, you like I've been watching a lot of uh, college lacrosse, and you, I see teams setting it up. They work the ball behind the net, and then, you know, the guy behind the net, he's looking for somebody slashing towards the net, gives them a feed and, and get your shot uh, that way. So uh, a little less patient there with Wheatfield. It's just a different style. You know, yeah. there's there's multiple styles to play the game. Some teams just want to win possession, get back, and play 6-on-6, six six, and they feel they can beat you 6-on-6 six six better, you know. Is it a headache for uh, for the opposing coach who has to prepare for a different style than you've been playing, let's say, you know, throughout most of the season? What you're, I mean, I, what you need to do is just know what the team's strengths are, and you're going to try to, you know, fight off those and go against their strengths. You know, if you can beat the team's two best things they're good at, you know, that's pretty much where you're going at. So, like, a lot of teams, you know, play zone, and they're really good at zone, so you got to work on beating that zone. Or a lot of teams are running guns, so you got to work on getting back and riding the ball better and, you know, being able to slow down their pace and then make them play six-on-six, six, which they're not comfortable playing, you know. So there's a lot of different ways to, like, 
try to figure out how you're going to beat a team. So when you get the ball in their zone, you want to control it. You want to move the ball around. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, we, uh, for us, I know for us, we love having the ball 6-on-6 six because six we feel like we're going to get a score at least every three times. So. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, Roger is scooting. You're going See to watch you some next lost. week, guys. You're going to watch some softball, so we'll have um, more lacrosse talk on the other side of this break. You're listening to Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. Appropriate bumper music this week. Thank you, Nate. We're back. One last segment of Inside High School Sports. And then you're on at 11 o'clock doing your thing. I tell you what, I've seen some videos of uh, Coach McDermott at uh, practice, and I'm already impressed. There's a funny one of him limbering up, and, and the caption was, let's see our old coach do that. Oh, yeah, and not only that, but he's just kind of bringing this whole new narrative with him. I, I really like the new coach a lot. And what they're doing with the front office is, wow, is this really the Buffalo Bills? All right, we'll we'll let this thing play out. Uh, back to lacrosse talk, uh, Derek. Grand Island, yeah, holy Grand cow! Island, Grand Island is uh, you know they're they're really tearing apart uh, Class C this year. They they were able they, they they were a Class B school last year, but then with the with lacrosse moving into four. Uh, separate divisions A, B, C, and D. Uh, they were uh, they 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 were a Class C team this year. So this is the first year for D's, right? Y- yeah, uh, that's why I was confused yeah. earlier. Yeah, no, it's uh, they they this is the first year that they've made it into four uh, divisions, as far as I know. And uh, yeah, so Grand Grand Island went ten and zero in Class C. Um, their only loss this year came against Eden, who was in Class D. Um, and, and that's a nice program. Yeah, yeah, and and actually, uh, coach is doing a great job in Eden. <laughs> yeah, and actually, when they uh, um, when they had played uh, with Seneca East, who was the uh, second, or you know, who's in second right now in Class C, they went eight and two, um, and eleven and four overall. Uh, when they when Grand Island West Seneca East played, they had both only lost one game apiece, and it was both to Eden. Um, so then uh, you know, Grand Island was able to beat West Seneca East, and they. Grand Island beat them uh, again a couple of days ago to uh, uh, to clinch you know the the number one seed and and and, and the uh, undefeated season in Class C. Uh, you know they're they're like their their program has really been built back up uh, by a former player Ted Lee. Uh, he played uh, at at Grand Island and actually won a sectional championship in 2000, and that was the last sectional championship that Grand Island has won. Now they're in a pretty good position here to be able to, uh, you know, they're going to have to get things done and everything in the playoffs. But uh, you know, they might be able to get back and uh, uh, and win a sectional title for the first time since since 2000 this year in Class C. Well, considering that in the past it had been when you talked about C, it would be Silver Creek, uh, what Akron, yeah, and then and now those teams are in Class D. So um, you know, Grand Island kind of finds itself in the sweet spot here where they are in uh, you know a very good position. Um, and you know, I mean, it's it's no fluke because they like like I said, Ted Lee really built this program back up it was they had had 10 losing seasons before he showed up four years ago and then they went uh, and what he did is the first thing he did is he brought up a lot of young guys um you know freshmen and eighth graders uh and those players are now big time uh contributors on the team this year joe boyko uh leads the attack tom tom cessary uh you know like those two guys are really leading the attack this year and then a couple of football players connor busby uh zach valvo and uh, Jim Thorpe are, are, are on defense, and they and they've really uh, done well for Grand Island. And even the uh, the the goalkeeper Noah Teeter, Noah Teeter, um, <clears throat> he uh, all all of those guys were brought up four years ago. They went three and twelve their first year, and then they went eleven and seven, and then they went thirteen and five, and now they are 
you know, fifteen and one. Well, so, the experience that they got through that—that's amazing. Right, right. So now, you know, this 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 team is really, uh, you know, primed to uh, to do some good things on a nine-game winning streak. I noticed as well. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, then, like you said, it was only it was the only one. Only, the only one loss came against Eden. So, and is that Velvo one of the high school hockey players of the year as well? Uh, yeah, Velvo. I think yeah. he was a def- defenseman in hockey yeah. too. Yeah. Now, when you look in, and you know, we talk about okay, Peter, you've mentioned time and time again how strong they are out Long Island, Syracuse. Uh, Rochester, when we get to the smaller, to the season, the D's, do we have a chance at going far? In other words, they don't have as many small schools as we do here. Yeah, you know, this year the D schools, there's a lot of parity in that league. Medina, Akron, and Eden are all playing really well. Um, I think they do have a chance to maybe get past uh, the regionals this year. Um, I think the D's are kind of down outside of our area and we're we're just kind of we're kind of the same as where we were before or if not better so i think we have a good chance to get past regional this year with the d's and in past when we've talked about the the c's when it was just the c's it was more talk of wide open lacrosse score a lot of goals uh is that still the case yeah you still see that with that run and gun philosophy you know just push the ball push numbers you know get the ball down the field as fast as you can um you do still see that uh, last year, I don't know if you were able to go to the Gowanda Akron game last year, but that was a great game to watch. Back and forth, you know, a lot of goal scoring, a lot of ball balls getting pushed down the other end real quick. You know, it was, that was a fun game to watch. Speaking of Class D, some of the players to watch: Jake Cotter, definitely uh, from 69 Medina. goals. Yeah, yeah Brendan Luthart and this kid Owen Hill from Amherst. Seems Akron. to be a com- Akron. Yep. I'm sorry, seems to be a complete player with 47 goals and 58 assists. Yeah, you have also Nelson Logan at uh, Akron. He's got 38 goals. Um, Brendan Luthard, I got to actually work with him a bit. You know, he's a great kid, great player. He's an excellent Dodger. You know, just a really good, you know, like three-sport type athlete guy, you know. Mm-hmm. Really good player. I think he's actually, I think he's committed to go to Canisius College, actually. Nice. Um, we got a couple other, like, uh, we can go through the A's. I mean, I think Lancaster is set up for maybe a surprise this year. Um, they have their leading goal scorer, uh, Brett Beto. He's got 48 goals, 11 assists. Ben Narborowski has 38 goals, 17 assists. C.J. Dorenzo has 36 goals, 23 assists. Ben Mazer, who's great in goal, only a junior. He's committed to Canisius. He's got, he only allows in 5.9 goals a game. Well, you shut people down. You know, you got, that's you, recipe you for that, success. You know, and you guys are scoring. It's tough right. to beat. You know, and then you have Bryce Benham who's going to Hobart. He has 112 ground balls this year. Um, Orchard Park. You got uh, Coleman Jacobs. He's got 44 goals, 12 assists. Pat Sullivan, 34 goals. Caden Collins, 24 goals. And the real impressive guy in their in their lineup is Mitch Streety. Face off. He's uh, .787 face off percentage. That's pretty good uh, for high school lacrosse. Especially considering face-offs, that's the game right there. Yeah. And then you have Brett Naylor over at Clarence. He's a, I don't know if you've seen him, but he's huh. he's six foot five defender, ice. and he can move, and he's, you know, he's just... That's an imposing figure. Yeah, that's he's a, that's he's, he's, he's a good wanna... defender. Man, yeah. a 6'5 guy with a long pole. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <Yeah. laughs> it's like 
12 feet of range. Right <laughs> <laughs> All right, you play defense. That's it. Everybody yeah. else move yeah, up. They only need one back there. Yeah. I seen him hit kids on the ice during the regular season. I still think those kids are down. Ouch. Big boy. Ouch. Pretty sure they play. The freight train, man. They probably dream about that at night. All right, guys, that's going to pretty much do it. Peter, thank you so much. And Derek, thank you. You guys have been fantastic today. Nate Gary, thank you as always. And Frank and Roger, yeah, he went to watch softball. No, he went to get a garbage plate. <laughs> Who's he kidding? All right, we'll talk to you guys next week with more high school sports. We'll see you then. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.